This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi there, everyone. It's Jennifer, your friendly art history podcast purveyor. And I wanted to try something a little bit new this summer. I am going to be releasing some short form, super casual episodes every Friday to share some of my favorite art history updates and interesting news tidbits. This is by no means an extremely comprehensive listing of the news this week. These are just stories that I personally found interesting and I wanted to share with you. This is also in addition to Art Curious episodes that you know and love. And all of this will get you up to date on the latest goings on in the realm of art history. So let me be your guide to this week in art. Today is Friday, July 8th, 2022, and some of the stories that I found most interesting this week are the following. First, I am so pleased to say that there is finally a negotiated restitution agreement between Germany and Nigeria for the return of the so-called Benin bronzes. This is coming after decades of fights for the patrimony of thousands of objects that were looted over a century ago from the royal palace of the West African nation of Benin, as well as parts of southern Nigeria. While the looting was purportedly done by British troops in 1897, the Benin bronzes, which, go figure, aren't all bronzes but also include ivory and brass pieces, have made their way to hundreds of institutions around the world. According to the art newspaper, Germany is officially transferring ownership of more than 1,000 works back to Nigeria. In a joint ceremony in Berlin announcing the repatriation agreement, the German foreign minister, Annalena Baerbock, proclaimed, quote, The Benin bronzes are returning home. It was wrong to take the bronzes, and it was wrong to keep them for 120 years. Nigeria's ambassador to Germany, Yusuf Togar, later tweeted his enthusiasm for the partnership, calling it a, quote, new era in cultural diplomacy. Two works of art have ceremoniously been transferred at this point, and a timeline for the eventual return of the collection is forthcoming. But the two countries were quick to note that not everything in German museums will head directly back to Nigeria and Benin, at least not immediately. The reason for this is a good one. The Nigerian government has allowed some works to remain on view in Germany on loan, an agreement that the German foreign ministry calls, quote, a very special gesture of trust and amity. Germany is just the latest in line to repatriate their share of the Benin bronzes. The Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. agreed to the restitution of most of its Benin collection earlier this year. And one can only hope that this is just the start for more museums and cultural centers to act similarly. Next up, it's not as great news, but it is sure interesting. Earlier this week, protesters from the environmental group Just Stop Oil glued themselves, yes, glued themselves, to the frame of the very famous painting The Haywain by British artist John Constable, a painting which is on view at the National Gallery in London. The protesters did this, they say, in hopes that the British government would, quote, end new oil and gas extraction, and for art institutions to join themselves in civil resistance, unquote. This is not the first work of art that the activists have glued themselves to, and not even in the past week. Just a few days ago, as I record this, 
Another group attached themselves to the frame of a painted scene of the Last Supper at the Royal Academy of Arts, also in London. Both of these incidents come only about a week after Just Stop Oil targeted works at the Courtauld Gallery in London, the Kelvin Grove Art Gallery and Museum in Glasgow, and the Manchester Art Gallery. The Haywain, a pride of British painting, was removed after the detainment of the protesters and was reviewed by the National Gallery's conservation team, where they noted some minor damage to the frame itself, as well as, quote, some disruption to the surface of the varnish on the painting, which have now been successfully dealt with. The disruption appears to have been caused by three sheets of paper that were inserted over the original canvas to showcase what they're calling reimagined version of Constable. In their statement about the protest, Just Stop Oil proclaimed, quote, The reimagined version carries a nightmare scene that demonstrates how oil will destroy our countryside. The river has gone to be replaced by a road. Airplanes fill the sky. Pollution belches from cities on the horizon. Trees are scorched by wildfire. An old car is dumped in front of the mill. And the famous Haywayne cart carries an old washing machine, unquote. The art newspaper reports that, when asked about the group's emphasis on museums for their protests, a Just Stop Oil spokesperson noted, quote, We love our history and culture too much to just allow it to be destroyed by the breakdown of our society. Young people's future is being burnt in front of their eyes, and it is the government pouring petrol on the flames. Supporters of Just Stop Oil will continue to peacefully disrupt whatever it takes until the government agrees to halt all new fossil fuel projects. Now, quick aside for my humble opinion. I am a pretty hippie crunchy person when it comes to environmental stuff, so I am all for protecting our planet. And I'm also a fan of free speech. And as much as museums might hate to admit it, and I know this as a museum person myself, museums are not neutral spaces. And heck, there's a whole advocacy organization called Museums Are Not Neutral exactly for this cause, and I highly recommend you check them out. At the same time, I draw the line at involving actual works of art in a protest or disturbance. I don't condone doing something that will harm a work of art, even in a minor way. And while I'm glad that the protesters glued themselves to the frames of the works of art and not to the unglazed canvases or panels themselves, it is still harmful to things that are hundreds of years old, items that are already somewhat fragile due to their age. Okay, host rant over. As an art historian and podcaster, I am obviously not neutral either. But if you want to know more about Constable and you want to know more about the Haywayne, please feel free to go back and listen to Art Curious episode number 36 because it is a good one. It is about the rivalry between Constable and Turner, and it is constantly one of my favorites. Let's take a quick break from a sponsor and come right back to hear our last story for Art Curious News this week. Stay with me, folks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to our Curious and our News Roundup for this week. I am ending our episode today with some better news to finish out our week. So last week, visitors to the Palace of the Principality of Monaco were able to view some recently restored frescoes that were discovered in 2015 when the palace underwent renovation. As reported by Artnet News, the Palace of Monaco was built in the 12th century and has been inhabited almost continuously by the Grimaldi family, the principality's reigning family, ever since the 13th century. But given both the small size of Monaco and the shifting fortunes of the Grimaldis over time, their palace was not always considered to have a place next to the vast artistic and architectural monuments of other royal families, like the Romanovs and Habsburgs. At the same time, though, they did decorate their long-beloved home as trends progressed, which explains their interest in hiring Italian artists, probably from Genoa, to create the frescoes which represent allegorical and mythological scenes that were in vogue during the 16th century, their time of creation. All of this adds a level of cachet to the palace and, one assumes, an even higher bracket of tourist interest. As the palace's chief conservator, Julia Greiner, noted, quote, This discovery places the Grimaldi family and Palace of Monaco within a new art historical context as a Renaissance palace. That is my roundup of Art Curious News this week, and thank you for listening to these short-form news recaps. If you like this episode, please let me know. You can hit me up on Facebook and Instagram at ArtCuriousPod. I am quicker to respond on Insta, by the way. Or you can email me at jennifer at artcuriouspodcast.com. I still have a couple of episodes left in season 11, so stick with me for those. They are coming to your podcast provider very soon. And don't forget, we've expanded to YouTube with some fun content about art that you cannot get here and you can only get there. So check us out. And until next week, stay curious. <laughs>